Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Fame Hungry. Written by Ben Errington. Narrated by Joseph Maudsley. It was June of 1972, in the Midlands of the United Kingdom. Birmingham, to be precise. A large, sprawling suburban house was home to a girl of 18. Jessica lay on her back of the carpeted floor, listening to her favourite records, Bowie, T-Rex, Alex Cooper, while her parents entertained their friends downstairs. She tapped her fingers on her chest, her black hair falling in waves on the cardboard sleeves that surrounded her head. She smiled as she leaned over to nudge the volume knob on her record player. The warmth of late evening giving way to dusk, a stiff breeze riding in through an open window. Music helped Jessica escape. It drowned out the voices in her head. But sometimes, no matter how loud the music got, the voices still screamed through. She shook her head, nudging the volume knob even more. It wouldn't take much more for her parents to shout up with voices of protest, despite the fact that it was unlikely to be bothering their guests. Have you not tried it yet? The voice was cutting but familiar. We've all done it. Now it's your turn. The second voice was softer but condemning. It put an overwhelming pressure on Jessica, which she felt on the back of her neck and on her shoulders. Don't be a spineless bitch. Do it or we'll give your VIP pass to someone else. The first voice again. Veminous now sometimes made Jessica feel scared. She sat up with a jolt, her mouth dry. Okay, she said out loud. 
She switched off the music, shuffled onto her knees almost in a prayer-like position. Her hair fell across her face. She moved some of the record sleeves away and jostled across the ground next to her bed. She reached underneath and pulled a small plastic lunchbox out from the darkness. Running her hands across the faded photograph of Elton John that she'd pasted onto the box years and years ago. She knew that she'd been putting it off for far too long. She wanted to try it, she really did, but it was just the smell. It was just so rancid. She unclipped the lunchbox and opened it wide, her mouth open, curious but disgusted. She didn't smell, instead choosing to breathe through her mouth. She poked at the bloody entrails in the lunchbox with a probing finger. She noticed some skin and some other indistinct guts in amongst the gore. She knew, no matter how close she got it to her mouth, that it would make her wretch. Somehow the smell, coppery and abhorrent, managed to get through, even if she chose to pinch her nose with her fingers. There was nothing she could do, no avoiding the inevitable. She scooped her hands into the lunchbox, brought a handful of blooded intestines to her face and bit into them, tearing and chomping, chewing hard and pulling them apart. Blood and saliva ran down her chin liberally, while her teeth and mouth did the job of grinding up the carnage. Her throat refused to swallow. It was almost as if her stomach had sent a message upwards, knowing what the guts would do to her body when they collided with stomach acid. Jessica tilted her head back, trying to allow the mushy entrails to fall down her throat, similar to how a baby bird would consume regurgitated worms. But it just wouldn't go down. She spewed up a crimson massacre onto the cream carpet, tears streaming down her face as the smell really began to hit. She closed the lunchbox, blood dripping steadily from her nose onto the surface of the plastic, blemishing the distorted face of Elton John on the cover. Reach Around, a glam rock band, were once moderately successful on the British live scene, playing shitty rock clubs across the country and struggling to fill them even halfway. One particular tour date had seen them arrive in Birmingham, a place that frontman Babyface had been dozens of times before but barely remembered. He stood outside the venue, tight leather trousers and bouffant hair looking up at the gig poster whilst a jaded-looking roadie smoked a cigarette. We've only sold off the tickets, mate, Babyface said. Can you believe it? The roadie laughed in mock shock. He wasn't surprised. Babyface fastened the button on his loose-fitting silk shirt, his medallion swinging around his neck. We used to be one of the biggest bands in the country, he added. We used to sell out every night. <coughs> the roadie coughed. We used to have a crew, Babyface said. Now we've just got you. The roadie shrugged his shoulders, greedily inhaling smoke from the cigarette. I think we're done, Babyface continued. After this tour, I mean, we're finished. Probably for the best, the roadie said, looking up at Babyface and scratching his hairy chin. Babyface smiled, crooked and discoloured teeth visible between his thin lips. One last hooray then. The boys won't be happy, but... I guess they never are these days. The roadie finished up his cigarette 
and stamped the butt out on the wet ground. Sound check sorted, he said. On stage in one hour. Competition winners from that magazine have arrived, by the way. They're in your dressing room now. Babyface walked through the dingy venue, imagining what life after reach-around could have in store for him. He wasn't particularly smart, and the thought of having to get a real job filled him with dread. The band gave him the escape from reality that drink and drugs used to, but since being sober, going on five years now, he didn't have much to indulge in. Even the groupers that used to queue to get a kiss had stopped harassing him before and after shows, and he strangely missed it. As he approached the open door of his dressing room, all doubts suddenly vanished as he was greeted with the sight of three teenage girls sitting on a leather sofa, waiting patiently for his arrival. A slim, beautiful girl with black hair and striking features. An overweight blonde with dark makeup. An olive-skinned girl with stunning pink hair. As the three of them caught sight of Babyface, they leapt up, screaming and whooping in delight. It's Babyface! Oh my God, it's actually here! They ran over to him, grabbed him, surrounding him with limbs that squeezed hard. He felt his heart began to thud hard in his chest. He felt excited, perhaps as excited as they were to see him. Hey there, Babyface exclaimed. It's you, the girl with pink hair said. It's really you, I'm your biggest fan. You are? Babyface chuckled. And what's your name? The girl looked up at him. She paused as if wondering why he wanted to know. Penny? The other girls began to loosen their grip, but Babyface thought that Penny was hugging him harder. We're all your biggest fans, the girl with the black hair yelled. Babyface smiled, looking around to see if any of his bandmates had heard the commotion and decided to join them, but they hadn't. I'm Claire, the blonde said. I've loved you since your first single. And I'm Jessica, the girl with black hair said. I've loved you since before then. My brother had all the, uh, my brother had a bootleg of that gig you did in, and, and, um, my brother had that bootleg of that gig you did in. I've got the first pressing of Drop Your Kecks, Penny interrupted. You've got to sign it for me. Babyface began to wiggle out of the grasp of the girls. Did you not come in with my manager? He questioned. It was supposed to meet you at the station, right? The girls didn't respond, just made instinct noises of elation. We were told you would we were told we could take photos, Claire cried. I brought my camera. Babyface managed to get free and move back into the doorway as the girls continued to move towards him, seemingly undeterred by his escape. He smiled softly, but being reunited with Reach Around Superfans after so long was a tad overwhelming. You're gonna have to meet the boys as well, Babyface said. They'll love this. They've got separate dressing rooms, but Claire moved behind Babyface and closed the door with a thud. No, Mickey, Penny said, taking hold of his ringed hand. We just want you. Babyface felt a surge of adrenaline. He wasn't sure if it was the mention of his real name or the realisation that Penny was pressing her other hand into his crotch. Jessica moved to the side of him and began unbuttoning his shirt, the medallion clinking against the bracelet on her wrist. Claire was close breathing onto his neck. He wasn't sure why, but he felt distinctively unaroused. We came here to fuck you, Claire said, 
almost in a whisper. Just you and all three of us. Jessica was flicking her tongue across his chest, while Penny walked over to her backpack on the floor near the sofa and unzipped it. Babyface looked back at the closed door as Claire moved around to the front of him and pulled his face towards hers. Wait a second, he said. I'm not sure. Can't we just... Claire took hold of Babyface's finger and put it in her mouth, sucking it. He closed his eyes, his penis abruptly jumping to life. Penny took a length of rope out of her bag and wrapped it round her wrist playfully. I'm going to tie you to this chair, she said, pulling a wooden chair out from a nearby table. And then each of us are going to go down on you. How does that sound, Mickey? Babyface opened his eyes, struggling to form words in his mouth. Even in the glory days, he never experienced anything quite like this. Claire and Jessica guided him to the chair and pushed him down onto it. That sounds... Babyface stumbled over his sentence. Great, just great. Claire took the rope from Penny and began to wrap it round Babyface's torso. Slack at first, but soon pulling it tight as she knotted it behind him. Penny climbed onto Babyface's lap and kissed him deeply. Her tongue exploring his mouth, her teeth banged against his. Jessica took a step back, taking everything in. Claire winked at her from behind Babyface, revealing a syringe. She plunged the needle into Babyface's neck without hesitation, and he pulled away, a sharp prick shocking him. Penny attempted to subdue his panic with more kisses, her lips wet and firm. Babyface pushed her off with his free hand. The other had become looped around the rope fastened to the chair. Penny moved back towards him and took hold of his face with both hands, squeezing it hard between them. His lips pursed. Just something to help you relax, she said. Babyface felt dizzy, his head doing loops and his eyes becoming heavy. He resisted the temptation to close his eyes and embrace unconsciousness, trying to shout for help but feeling his tongue lie heavy in his mouth and his lips refused to part. You see, Mickey, Claire explained, we know all about the ticket sales. We know all about your plans to bring the bend to an end after this tour. Jessica shook her head, becoming agitated at the sight of the helpless baby face. This makes us sad, Penny added. Really, really sad. We'd be unconsolable if Reach Around were no more. Claire took hold of Penny by one arm and pulled her away, standing in her place. Babyface's knees pressing into her thigh. The band means the world to us, Claire said. Without you, we're nothing. Babyface shook his head, feeling a solitary tear run down the side of his neck. We're going to be together forever after this. Penny said. We have to consume you. Babyface's eyes became white, his pupils big and the whites of his eyes growing red. He began to dribble as he attempted to speak. The tranquilizer's kicking in, Claire continued. So you won't be able to talk much and certainly won't be able to scream. Penny returned to her backpack. But you'll feel this, Claire said. And it's going to hurt a lot. Claire climbed onto Babyface's lap as he tried to squirm away. She took hold of his face and began to kiss him, his open mouth gushing with saliva. Babyface began to scream, 
A muffled and terrible noise as Claire bit down hard on his tongue and began to pull it out of his skull. Jessica looked away, covering her eyes with shaking hands. The scream subsided, and Claire let go of the tongue, turning to Penny, who had returned to her side. I can't get through it, Claire said. It's tough, like leather. Let me try, Penny said, smiling. She produced a pair of large scissors as Claire climbed off of Babyface. Penny took hold of Babyface's limp tongue and pulled it taut. His eyes were half open, but he was growling. Penny sliced through the tongue with eerie ease, a generous spurt of blood shooting out of Babyface's mouth like a snake spitting venom. Claire whooped in delight and smeared the blood that had come to rest on Penny's forearms all over her skin. Eat it then, Claire said. Penny growled, her noises imitating Babyface's agony. She stuffed the tongue into her mouth hungrily and gobbled, her lips stained red. Jessica turned to watch and retched. He's in agony, she said, pleading with the girls. We have to stop. Claire looked around at her and mocked. We've come too far now, she said. Penny began to swallow the blooded meat in her mouth. Claire was stroking her hair. Slice his throat, she hissed a friend. Just like last time. Penny took hold of the scissors and cut into Babyface's neck with efficiency. Yet more blood squirted liberally from the fresh wound like a gazer. Let's start cutting bits off, Claire said. There's plenty to go around. Jessica passed out, her head cracking on the edge of the table. Her fall barely registered with the other girls as they began to butcher Babyface's corpse consuming his flesh. There was a heavy knock on the door, followed by a bellowing voice. Babyface, you're on stage in ten. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Fame Hungry was written by Ben Errington, narrated by Joseph Maudsley, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Kevin MacLeod and Sam Robson. It's time to pick the next themes. We've rocked possessed objects, shattered some deities, and are currently streaming through some super psycho serial killers. And now it comes down to you to choose what the next three themes will be for The Other Stories. We've got loads of options here. We've got the ocean, parasites, virtual reality, road trip, vampires, and a ton more. So go to facebook.com, search for Hawk and Cleaver, and join the group to vote and determine the future of the show. As always, a big thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Without you guys, this show would not be possible. So thank you very much. Until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365 day returns.